0: The scripture reading for this morning comes from Psalms chapter 34. Psalm 34, verses 1 through 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. It has been said that we are never more like humans than when we pray. And we are never more like angels than when we praise. Now think about that statement, and it's true in a lot of ways. We're never more human than when we pray. We acknowledge that there's someone greater than we are. Whose forgiveness and whose blessing and whose presence we need in our lives. That we desire that. And we're never more like angels than when we praise. Now think about that one for a moment. Because angels are the servants of God. And almost every time we read about them in Scripture, they are serving God and they are praising God. As true as that statement is in a number of ways... We never show our humanity more than when we pray. And we never are more like angels than when we praise. I think that we're able to praise in a way that angels never could. Because we know what it means to be lost. And we know what it means to have a Savior in Christ as magnificent in praising God as angels are, our praise in a very real way should be richer and more genuine because we have experienced something that they could never know. We can't praise God too much. We cannot praise God too much. You know, whatever problem we may have in our lives, as far as excess goes, we cannot praise God too much. But we can praise Him too little. And I suspect that on our best day of praising God, on our best day of seeking to bless Him and hold Him up, We don't give him a tenth of what he deserves, do we? But a drop of praise is a really poor response to an ocean of love and mercy that we've experienced in Jesus. A drop of praise is not an appropriate response to the ocean of love and mercy we've experienced in Christ. The great love wherewith He loved us, Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 5. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, His mercies never come to an end. Oh, His blessings are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. The Bible speaks in Ephesians 2, 7 about the immeasurable riches of His grace. So as we think about praising God... A drop of praise and blessing isn't appropriate to what God has, go- has done for us. And yet at the same time, we cannot praise or bless God in a way that really matches His value and preciousness and worth. And so those are twin truths that we have to somehow accept and yet to give God all we can as far as loving praise. Open your Bibles to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, especially verses 1 through 3, but we'll be looking at the first 10 verses, might be called the praise principle. The praise principle. And what Psalm 34 does is deal with the joys... Praise The joyful advantages of praising God. Now, let's just look at verse 1 because verse 1 is the passage from which everything else unfolds in this psalm of David. As you look at Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's just ask some questions. Who? Who is to be praised? Who is to praise? I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord. In this one chapter, Psalm 34, the Lord is specifically referred to 16 times. And it's the word Yahweh. It's the word that's the covenant name for God. The word that's a clear indication that there's a God in heaven and He wants to have a relationship with you and me. 22 verses in Psalm 34 and 16 specific references to God, to the Lord, to Yahweh. Who is to praise and bless? I I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I and my. It is possible for others around us to be praising and blessing the Lord, but for us, not. And likewise, it is possible for us to be praising and blessing the Lord, but maybe others around us are not. Regardless of what anybody, anywhere does, the words of David ring true. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. That's the who. Notice, secondly, the what. I will bless. I will praise. Those are two very interesting terms. They are interrelated. They're connected to each other. And when you think about praising and blessing three concepts come to mind. The first one, we celebrate. To celebrate, to praise, to, praise, to bless, to ce- is to celebrate. Secondly, to bless and to praise has to do with joy and gratitude. To celebrate with joy and gratitude. Third concept. To bless and praise has to do with worth and value. We celebrate with joyful praise the worth and value of our God. That's the idea in Psalm 34 in verse one. We celebrate with joyful thanks the worth and value of our great God. Notice when we looked at who, we praised God. Who does the praising? I do. You do. We talked about the what, the bless or the praise. Well, let's look at when. And the text says in Psalm 34 and verse 1, at all times, and that His praise will continually be found in my mouth. There's some times in life when maybe praising or blessing the Lord might seem unusual, it would certainly be unexpected. In Matthew 26 and verse 30, Jesus and the apostles sang a hymn just before Jesus was going to be betrayed, tried, and eventually crucified. At all times, continually praise. In Acts 16, verse 25, Paul and Silas are singing and praising God after they've been imprisoned and beaten. Unexpected. An unusual time. And what I'm getting at is this. We can praise God and ought to when it's dark and when it's bright. When it's cloudy and when the sun shines. We can praise and bless the Lord Before great trials, during great trials, and after great trials. And if one looks at the context of Psalm chapter 34, this is a time when David finds himself in the land of the Philistines because Saul has been chasing him. And when we look at Psalm chapter 34, he's been acting as if he were crazy. Because... If the Philistines think that he's not, they'll kill him. You talk about the proverbial rock and a hard place type of position in life. I'm going to praise the Lord even when I find myself chased and pursued and when some people don't understand, and when I find myself in a foreign land. Where or how? I will praise the Lord at all times. I'll bless Him. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Now think about that one. Because God wants... His praise and His blessing to be in our heart and in our mind. There's no doubt about that. But that is not what the text specifically says. Now remember that to praise and to bless has to do with to celebrate with joyful thanks the worth and value and preciousness of God. What we prize, we praise Who we prize, we praise. Adam, you can't help but expressing it. You can't help but to articulate it. Your blessing, your praise will continually be found in my mouth. We must articulate, we must verbalize what is very real in our hearts and minds. Failure to do so is an indication of what may be in our hearts and minds. And that doesn't honor God. But the question to really be addressed in the the next several verses is why... Well, I think that I've already touched on that from a divine perspective because praising God has to do with celebrating with joyful thanks the value and preciousness and worth of God. Who He is and what He has done makes Him worthy of all the praise and blessing that we can give and more. But what are the joyful advantages of you and me praising? Five joyful advantages of praising God that are shown in this passage, displayed in this passage. Here's the first one. Look at the first three verses, especially Psalm 34, verses 2 and 3. When we praise, our faith is bolstered. Our faith is supported and made stronger. Who doesn't need a stronger faith? Increase our faith, Lord. Luke 17, verse 5. When we think about this idea, look at the words of David in Psalm 34 in verse 2. My soul makes its boast, and then underline the next three words, in the Lord. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Now, in the world, souls make their boast in themselves and their abilities and things of that nature. But the more, the better when Psalm 34, verse 2 is really thought about. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. But God forbid that I should boast or glory except in the cross of Christ. Galatians six fourteen through 17. Let him who glories glory in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 31. You see, praise and blessing is the soul expressing its trust and confidence in an amazing God. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. And then notice the effect. As one expresses and celebrates with joyful thanks the person and value and preciousness of God, the humble will hear and be glad. Let me ask you, those of you that have been Christians for any length of time, haven't you been blessed by the positive outlook and spirit of others that were often undergoing very difficult times in their life and yet they still thought of God as good and they still sought to honor Him and praise His name? The humble will hear and they will be glad. The greatest thing you can do in life is to humbly and sincerely and to seek to wholly praise and bless the Lord. Because the Lord deserves that and way, way more. But because also the humble hear it and are glad. When we praise, our faith is bolstered and strengthened. But when we praise, the faith of others can be bolstered and strengthened too. That's one of the reasons why we assemble to worship to give God His due, and to encourage and to edify each other. Amen? When we praise, our faith is bolstered. Now look at verse 3. Because what happens, and if you listen to Brit read this passage a few moments ago, what David does is he goes from the individual to the collective, to the community. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. We all need to be reminded of how big our God is. Magnify the Lord with me. Now, Steve, you and I can't make God any bigger than He already is. But what praise and blessing God does is help us to better see how big He is. Praise and blessing are spiritual telescopes that help us focus on how big God is. I'm afraid in too many sermons and in too many classes and in too many churches, God is put under a microscope. And Miss Julie, that's like he's small, you know? But God is big and awesome. And what we need to do is use praise and blessing as a spiritual telescope so that we are made freshly aware of how great and awesome He is. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Number two. What's a joyful advantage of praise? Well, when we praise, our faith is bolstered. But look again. When we praise, our fears get smaller When we praise, our fears get smaller. Look especially at verses 4 and 5, although I'm going to refer to 6 and 7 too. David says, verse 4, I sought the Lord. Verse 5, I looked to the Lord, I looked to Him. Verse 6, I cried to the Lord. Verse 7, I feared the Lord. What you have in this context, there's a lot of things that David could have been afraid of. He could have been afraid of Saul, who's hunting him and wants him dead. He could have been afraid of the Philistines. If they really figure out things, he may be marked for death. The Lord, look at verse 4, delivered me. He rescued me out of all my fears. The Lord is in the delivery business. Domino's delivers. FedEx and UPS delivers. And obstetrician delivers. But there's nobody in all the world that delivers like the Lord. And when we praise, our fears get smaller. Here's the problem Doesn't fear often make the circumstances bigger in your life? When we praise, our fears get smaller as we seek. The Lord, as we look to the Lord, as we cry out to the Lord, and as we fear the Lord. Now, here's the bottom line, and there's maybe been a whole lot for people to be afraid of in recent months, but I'll tell you what the person that fears the Lord does not need to fear anyone or anything else. The person who fears the Lord need not fear anyone or anything else. There is an intense emphasis in Psalm 34 on fearing the Lord and having reverence and awe and profound humility toward a big God because He delivers us from all our Fears. Number three. Look especially at verses six and seven. When we praise our foes get beaten. When we praise our foes get beaten. He delivered me From my troubles. You know, I said God's in the delivery business. He delivers us from fear. Look at the last two verses. He delivers us from troubles. Look at these verses. And He delivers us from affliction. Look at verses 18 and 19 of Psalm 34. He delivered us from our affliction. When we praise, our foes get beaten. When a man's ways please the Lord, they make even his enemies to be at peace with him, Proverbs sixteen and verse seven. The word of God says in First Corinthians 16 about verse eighteen that a great and effectual door has been opened, but there are many adversaries. We all have foes, whether we are talking about people or circumstances that we deal with. And behind all of our foes as God's people is the devil, is Satan. When we praise, our foes get Beaten. God is worthy of all the praise that we can give Him and more. But here's another great motivation to pray. Because when we praise, when we bless God, our foes get beaten. Satan gets sick to his stomach, young people, when God is really being praised. You know, the Bible talks about resist the devil and he will flee from you. And often we think of that, and rightly so, as about temptation. But we ought to think about being proactive. If you want the devil to run away, if you want to make Satan sick, praise the Lord. Because he gets really uncomfortable when God... Is being praised. And the older I get. Anything that I can do. To make the devil uncomfortable. Or sick to his stomach. It kind of makes me smile. And I hope it does you. But our foes get beaten. When we praise. Our foes get beaten. But God draws near. Draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Number next. This will be number four. Look at verses 8 through 10, Psalm 34. When we praise, our favors, our blessings seem sweeter. When we praise, our blessings seem sweeter. And when you look at verses 8, 9, and 10, blessing God, praising God, is the equivalent of the taste buds of our soul. Taste and see. God is to be taken in with all of our senses. Can we see His work and praise Him? Can we see His grace and praise Him? Can we see his goodness and praise him? Can we see his power and praise him? Oh, taste and see. Notice this again when we praise God, our favors and blessings seem sweeter. Verse 8 God is good. We see the goodness of God when we praise Him more. Notice this, verse 9. We have refuge. We see His goodness. We find refuge in Him and hope in Him. David wasn't really going to find refuge among the Philistines. You talk about running from one bad circumstance into another. I think David did that in a way, don't you? But being there with the Philistines caused him to remember that God really is good and that refuge is to be found in Him. But notice also verses 9 and 10. We see His goodness. We find refuge. We lack no good thing. That's what the passage says, isn't it? Now, by that, mark this if you mark in your Bibles or you're taking a note down. This is worth it. Hear me, Carl. Hear me, Shorty Ivanhoe. All right. Psalm 34, verses 9 and 10 are the Matthew 6:33 of the Old Testament. Seek the Lord first in His righteousness, you know? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Fear the Lord and find your refuge in Him, and you will not lack any good thing. How about that one? My God shall richly supply your every need according to the riches of His grace in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. Number five. When we praise, the future gets brighter. Let me focus on three passages from Psalm 34. The first one is verse 5 Those that look to God shine Their faces are radiant The Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you peace Number 6:24 through 26 You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Matthew five thirteen through 16. You shine forth as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse world. Philippians chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. When we praise, the future gets brighter because the more time you spend seeking his face the more his glory rubs off on you it changes your attitude it changes your life it changes because praise makes a difference now go down and look at verses 12 through 16 Notice how it begins. If a person's really going to love life and see good days, then there is a list of characteristics given in Psalm 34 that that person will practice because it shows a life that praises God. This very passage is quoted by Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 12, and listen to how he begins it. He who would love life and see good days. One who praises the Lord will shine more. One who praises the Lord would love life and see better days. For those of you that are older, you remember that old song, Happy Days Are Here Again? How true that really can be for the people of God. He that would love life and see good days. Now notice, finally, verse 22. Look at Psalm 34, verse 22. And what Psalm 34, verse 22 does, ladies and gentlemen, is it speaks about God redeeming us, rescuing us, delivering us David believed that that's exactly what God was going to do when he was there in the land of the Philistines. But I believe David was looking beyond to one that we would call the son of David who really would redeem our souls and deliver us from evil and sin. And then notice how the psalm ends. When you study Psalm 34, Terry, and you've been studying the psalms a lot, look at two words, all and never, or no, or none. He delivers us from all our fears, from all our troubles, from our affliction. And none who put their trust in Him... Will be condemned. The praise principle. As I thought about this text, people write in people's Bibles. You know, sometimes we'll give them as a gift, or sometimes people will ask you, maybe would you write in the Bible, or if, if someone's leaving West Side, we'll get them a Bible sometimes, and people will sign that Bible. Maybe Psalm 34 verse 1 is a passage that you'd want to inscribe in someone's Bible. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. But whether or not you ever write it in someone's Bible, I hope and I pray you will write it in your heart, in your life in your daily application. I will bless the Lord at all times. Say that with me. I will bless the Lord at all times. One more time. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. His praise will continually be in my mouth. More than an election. More than an economy. More than sports and our jobs. More than COVID. Him. And the lesson is yours. If there's someone here today that as a Christian looks at your heart and your mind and your mouth and you realize you can't say, I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise will continually be in my mouth. You can't say that because it's not really true. I want you to know that forgiveness is possible. That's something to praise God for too. I want to have an attitude and I want to express myself in words and actions that reflect I love the Lord and I want to honor Him. Don't you? And so, maybe just you and God can make that matter right. But it may be that because of your lack of blessing and your lack of praising God and it rubbing off, you know, if the humble hear and are glad, the arrogant hear those comments when we are sour and faithless. And all they do is get even more haughty and arrogant and proud and stubborn. I don't want to contribute to the stubbornness and hard-heartedness of others by my lack of a godly attitude. Do you? And for those who are outside of Christ, if praising God is about celebrating with joyful thanks... His worth, His value, His preciousness. How can you do anything like praising God without coming to Jesus, the Son of God? In faith, trusting Him. In repentance, I am humbled by the fact I made wrong choices and done wrong things and I'm looking to God to forgive me and help me. In baptism... At the point of baptism a person goes from being a sinner to being saved. Acts 2.38 From being unforgiven to being forgiven. Please praise God by responding to the Son. Let us stand in